been searching for that something, welcome my friend. Come on in and spend time with women just like us who come together to unlock true success and potential in our hearts, lives, and calling. I do know what it feels like to just want it all, to be ready to scale, to want to have that work-life balance, more authentic relationships, but then feeling stuck, second-guessing, imperfectionism, people-pleasing, just to list a few. I want you to understand that it is not about our ability to manage a busy life. I want to help you recognize that there's so much more to becoming a fulfilled, successful, purpose-fueled woman. And it can be simple. Let's do this. Let's walk this journey. Let's step into your hidden confidence. Welcome to Her Unapologetic Life. Hey there, Mercedes here for another episode of Her Unapologetic Life. We're at episode 83. And we're having um, Melissa on today for another interview. And I'm just really excited about um, continuing to highlight women who show up to live the life that they've been wanting. And I am really looking for women who inspire me, which I love to be inspired. And so I hope they inspire you as well. So today we're talking to Melissa. Um, she's another coach online. She's an intimacy coach and I, she's probably a friend of a friend. You know how it goes online, um, especially Facebook where you meet people and then you meet people. And so when she reached out to connect, we really hit it off. And I, after hearing her story, looking her up, um, I wanted to have her on my podcast. Um, I really recommend when you see people online that intrigue you to really just check it out, check them out to see what they're all about. It's a really great way to connect with um, other people online. Um, and for me, it's really fun lately to connect with new people. I think I've kind of been a little stagnant with meeting new people in general. Uh, and so being able to meet them online um, and if they're like-hearted and like-minded and really connected, it's just a really great way to connect. So yeah, again, Melissa, she's an intimacy coach. She helps women 10x their abundance. That sounds amazing. And her jam is Divine Feminine. Uh, and you know, it's mine too. Um, so today she'll share a story, uh, kind of a recent story that really helped her connect more with her Divine Feminine. And um, it was just really inspiring. And of course, we're here for a purpose, right? And I love talking to Melissa about how she's living into hers. And I'm going to do the interview and then I'm not going to do an outro this time. I'm just going to remind you that um, a little bit about how I feel about divine feminine, right? <laughs> For a quick second. It's that part of ourselves that with that deep knowing and connection to divine, right? And when we have that, we'll have the deeper intimacy and the deeper self-love that we've been talking about all, all month. So um, wondering too, as you listen to Melissa, do you have a story to share um, with, of course, yourself or with us that also helped you tap into your divine feminine and to move forward in that life by divine design. So here we are without further ado, Melissa, where we chat very freely and easily about um, divine feminine. Enjoy the episode. Okay, so here we are together, Melissa and I, talking a bit about our businesses together first and talking about who we are. And I just want to spend some time listening in with you all um, on a portion of Alyssa's story. I'm doing this highlight this year of women who have really started living more and more into their, I say authentic design and also called divine feminine. And Melissa has really been living into that. I loved her story. And today she's going to share a little more of it with us. So Melissa, why don't you just get started? That's kind of how we work on this podcast. Tell us a little about who you are and then a little bit how the divine feminine is showing up in your life. 
Sure. So, um, so I've made it my life's mission actually to help women use their feminine energy as their 10 X growth strategy in their businesses. Um, business owners or high level, um, you know, corporate executives, uh, recognizing that there's this whole other, um, piece to us that we tend to think as business, uh, women is there to slow us down when it's actually there to magnify and speed us up. I like that flow in, in all the things we want. (laughs) I love that. So, so in this series, we're talking, we're getting kind of in the nitty gritty of your own personal experience of that. So how has that part of you shown up in your own business and in the growth that you've, you've been experiencing lately? Yeah. So I just want to, I guess, start by saying that, um, I I feel like this is a gift that I've been given to be um, an anchor or a space holder for women in the feminine. But also I think sometimes when we're, when we recognize or we become aware of our gifts or maybe our spiritual gifts, a lot of times uh, that means that's something we're going to struggle with a lot. Like a lot of the gifts that I've uncovered about myself, I, uh, started to figure them out because they were weaknesses first. They were like showing up glaring and uncomfortable in my life. And that's been the case with um, really understanding uh, the feminine and embracing the feminine. I grew up with a really difficult childhood and, um, you know, went through just some horrible things and learned really to live life in survival, which looked a lot like masculine energy or even toxic masculine, trying to control my circumstances, trying to maybe control the people around me, trying to keep people sort of um, out, even though I felt so lonely and wanted so deeply to connect uh, with people. And so that that's kind of where I come from. Lots of healing work and stuff has gotten me to the place that I'm at now to helping, you know, CEO females with, you know, in this massive way. And Um, and so, and so I want to share a little bit of, of my story with that. I, um, I was just last year, I, uh, I, at the end of 2020, I, um, got really sick. I started having this intense pain and I, um, uh, it just kept getting worse and worse. I've had kidney stones like constantly to once only (laughs) man. I've had three surgeries and I'm actually right now due for another surgery. (laughs) Oh no. So, you know, first I thought, I think this is, um, this must be a kidney stone or something, but I ended up going into the urgent care and then they ended up sending me to the ER and we're trying to figure out what it is and it wasn't kidney stones. And I kept kind of feeling like, I think it has something to do with my ovary. Like I've gotten pretty in tune with my body. Our body is, you know, uh, really representative in our feminine energy. Mm-hmm. So I've done a lot of work with that. It hasn't always been that way, but it is now. And I kind of kept feeling like, I think it's something with my ovary. Well, they said, you have this big um, growth on your ovary. And there's nothing really we can do about it. They just sent me home and then they gave me a referral to, uh, you know, an OBGYN. I'm, I'm like a real hippy dippy. And so I didn't, I don't have a, like, a regular OBGYN that I see. 
So I go into this OBGYN and he's like, yeah, you've got this mass. And like, you know, uh, if it doesn't go away, uh, if it doesn't grow or give you any more troubles, then we could probably leave it alone. If it grows or it continues to hurt, we probably need to get rid of it. We probably need to do surgery and remove it, which means we'll probably have to do like, um, a full removal of your whole left ovary. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It was this whole thing. And I was like, I'm 34. I didn't know if I was necessarily finished having children. I, I was, um, actually it was 33 at the time. I was so, um, scared and like, and he said, it's very likely cancerous. Like if it's giving you problems, but we'll watch it and we'll see. And, so I, I said, well, I don't want to make any hasty decisions. Like, do you think I should be in a hurry about this? And he said, no, you can wait a month. So I started going in every month and getting this scan of my left ovary. I thought this was so fascinating because now my eyes are open, like to all the woo woo. Like I said, I'm real hippie dippy now, which I did not used to be. I was not raised this way. But, um, you know, the left side of the body deals with feminine energy. Yeah. The ovaries deal with feminine energy. <laughs> like I was like, this is my life's work. Why am I having issues with the left like ovary? That doesn't make any sense. And so I, I dedicated um, a considerable amount of time every week to understanding and healing this part of my body and just understanding, like, I really believe our body gives us signals to help us, um, learn something. It's like all, everything is a gift to help us become who we're meant to be, become our true divine selves. And so I started going to this, um, kind of holistic medical spa, uh, that's here local in town. I found it. I was so excited. Talked to the woman there and I would go and sit on this, uh, it's called a Rife machine. It basically sends like electromagnetic frequencies. Are you familiar with it? Yeah. I've heard of it. Yeah. So it sends these like healing frequencies through your body and you set different like um, frequencies depending on like what area you're trying to target and stuff. I didn't know a whole lot about it, but I was like, okay, it's worth a try um, to try to support this mass to go away. And um, I literally spent about five hours a week doing this. And so it gave me this really beautiful opportunity to just pause and do all this internal work. Mm -hmm. Going inward is feminine. Uh, looking outside of ourselves for answers is masculine. There's nothing wrong with it. It's, you know, we need knowledge and stuff, but going inward then and consulting our inner wisdom, that's feminine. So I would take, you know, a journal and I would sit there and meditate and ponder. And during this um, process, I had also literally just before finding out all this, made a massive investment into a, another business coach. I felt this call, like I am ready to scale again. I am ready to hit the ground running. And like, I don't want uh, to be held back by anything. And then all of a sudden, right after I made that investment, all the stuff started showing up. So it was like, okay, this is all like meant to be apparently. Here I am five hours a <laughs> five hours a week in this thing. And I have four kids by the way. And I'm also, you know, married and, um, have other things outside of, uh, my work, you know, and my ovary, right. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so a lot of my, um, 
mind, you know, is turned towards like my business and, and what am I doing and who am I reaching out to and all this stuff. And it so felt connected. I couldn't really understand how it felt so connected. Um, but one day I was at home and I, and I, again, I was in this sort of attitude of meditation and I have this little tiny table. This is a new thing for me to have like rituals and things. Um, I'm Christian. I'm a member of the church of Jesus Christ, of Latter-day Saints. That's not really built into our faith, but I love like rituals and how much they connect me to the feminine. So I have this little table and I pulled it out and I just got this sense, like I want to call on the divine feminine to help me heal. So what do I need to do in order to ask for their support? I thought immediately of all my ancestors who are women. And I thought of all the, um, uh, my, uh, descendants too, who haven't been born yet, who are female. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I want to like ask them to like, come and help me. And I got this, um, kind of, prompting or nudge to go around my house and collect items that helped me think of them, like that helped represent them. And so I grabbed a few things that were my daughter's things. Um, and then I was, you know, kind of going around and I remembered, oh, I have this, um, this pin from my great, great grandmother. And I have a check that my mom wrote me last week. And I have, and I like gathered these things and as I placed them all on the table, and I'm just mostly at this time thinking about my body, healing this ovary thing. It was just all a big experiment. Whatever was going to happen, I didn't know. But I was like, I'm going to do this. And once they were all on the table, I realized every single one of those had something to do with money and my family's money story. Ooh. And I couldn't believe it. The pin had a note written, handwritten by my mother about how that pin was made out of ivory and how they must have, or something, polished pearls, something. I don't know what it is anyway. How it must have been a big expense for them at that time. They were very poor. You know, I had a check from her. I had a, um, I, I, just several things and they all had to do with my family's money story. And I was like, Oh my gosh, they want to heal my ovary and my money story. That was the big, like knowing that I received in that. And so I left that little altar, if you will, open in my office through this whole thing for the next several months. Mm -hmm. I kept going back in and checking and no, finally the uh, OBGYN said it just continues to grow. I think we need to do surgery and I think it would behoove us to do it immediately. <laughs> and I was like, uh, so scared, but I was like, okay. I spent the next like three days just grieving the loss of my ovary. He said, there's no way we can separate the mass from the ovary. If we take one, we take both. It's just the way it works. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, you know, doing this, um, again, this whole inner work all the while, like bringing in more clients, like doubling my prices and then doubling my prices. Again, I had a waiting list in my practice, like <laughs> so much happening. And I say, okay, we're going to do this surgery. And I went in. And so just to give you the end of that story, he went in, it was a benign tumor. And as soon as I came out from anesthesia, the nurses said, he was able to keep your ovary. 
And there was no question. There was never, that was not even a discussion. He was so sure. There was no way he could separate the two. So that was my little, you know, beautiful miracle. Uh, Yeah. To wrap up the money side of it. Tell us more. Yeah. I went through 2021 and I up leveled like crazy. I quantum leaped like so many times that. I closed 2021 doing 150,000. When I closed 2020, doing about 40,000 revenue in my business. <laughs> More than triple, yes. <laughs> it was so amazing. So when I put all these dots together at the end of this year, you know, close of 2021 into 2022, I, I mean, man, that lesson came home for me so strong. We, we don't realize, like, I think that we think, um, in order to rectify our ancestors and our, uh, the feminine lineages that have come before us that were abused and oppressed and taken advantage of, and, you know, mistreated and manipulated that we somehow need to turn around and be on the opposite end of the spectrum. Like, um, be like the patriarchy or you know what I mean Um, be like men in a man's world kind of a thing but really what we're being called to do is heal every aspect of this whole thing and we do that by finding our true sacred feminine within and our ancestors actually want us to heal. They don't want us to go out and step all over the men in our lives or step all over the people in our lives. We're actually not even happy when we do, when we do that kind of stuff, when we're constantly in our head and we're constantly numbers driven and we're only achievement um, oriented, right? Like we're not even happy. They don't want that for us. What I learned is that they want our abundance and they want us to do it the new way which is the true feminine way, which I just demonstrated in my story. It's going inward. It's giving yourself time to pause. It's letting yourself act on spiritual nudges that might seem strange, like pulling out a table and pulling out all your ancestors, little relics that you have. It's, um, it's sensing and feeling your way to your next decision in your life. And, um, man, that lesson just came home so strong for me. I I probably spent a lot of 2021, not listening to that lesson Mm -hmm. still, you know, in this hustle and prove in my business, still, um, uh, in the masculine a lot, but the lesson never left. It keeps coming home, keeps coming home and layer after layer, I'm unlearning all the shoulds that have, you know, come through the filters that we receive because of the patriarchy, right? Just removing those filters and then asking within, now what? Like, what's the next thing? And I love that it doesn't matter if we're, if we are stuck in the masculine a little bit or we're striving, it still keeps coming through. Like the divine feminine will not rest. Right. And yeah, I, I just love, I love that story and my listeners will know why I'm saying I love everything about that. Um, And so going, looking, you know, I love to envision then too, a little bit, you know, you're reflected and you're like, holy cow, 2021. I mean, you tripled your income. You kept your ovary. (laughs) I mean, really, what what is like, what is your hopes for your divine feminine 
in 2022? Do you have, do you like on the crest of the hill or mountain looking over and envisioning or where are you in that part of the story? Um, I absolutely have a big vision. I have a vision of a million dollars that's going to be called in this year, um, helping women at a few different levels, but um, helping several high level um, women you know, who actually want to come into a year long 88 K container with me. And, and, um, they, these are the women who are overseeing many employees and stuff. Right. So she feels this call to do things differently. She's not sure how to do it differently. And then when she changes from the inside out and unleashes this part of her, it's going to affect all her teams, all her, um, you know, her systems and those she serves in her business. Um, so I have big vision, uh, of that. I also, um, just have um, more vision of actually ease and stillness mm -hmm. in my experience. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and I'm writing about it all the time. I just wrote an email to my community about how I felt like my tree in my backyard kept calling to me. And so I finally climbed it. And now I'm <laughs> doing some work every week from my tree. Like I climb the tree and I sit in the tree with my phone and follow nudges of who to contact. <laughs> yeah. I love the intuition. And I love, it's kind of like that play part too, of like, like you said, you hauled out the table and yeah, I, I love that. And yeah, I can't wait to hear more about your vision. I will probably have to circle back in a year from now and talk with you again, because I have a feeling if the story is going to only grow, right? So where can my ladies find you quickly? I will put it in the show notes for sure, but just quickly, where's the best place to find you? I have a beautiful women's community full of heart-centered uh, leaders and women who, uh, it's called Women Manifesting Intimacy, women who really want to incorporate the feminine and um, more so in their lives and in their relationships. And we talk about marriage, we talk about dating, we talk about sex, and we talk about business. It's lovely. <laughs> I also have a free guide. It's called the, um, the Intimacy Guide. Intimacy to me is the pinnacle of the feminine feminine. It's into me see, right. What I just described. And you can find that on my website. Um, and that's a great like tool. If you're feeling like, gosh, I don't know about how to go inward, or I want to access some of what she talked about for me, for my journey, it takes you through kind of step-by-step step of like learning to feel and sense within about what you're experiencing. And then also being able to take that and then share it with someone else lovely I, yeah i love that good so i will post all of that so they can find your community and your guide and just thank you for sharing your inspiration story i'm, I'm really excited kicking off this year with with women like you because it's like we're just we're living it and we're sharing it so I really thank you so much for this opportunity mercedes Melissa. bye bye hey there thanks for listening my friend if you like the podcast today, please stop by and leave me a review. I am new to the podcast world and would so appreciate it. If any of your friends, ladies who support you, or your team would like to hear this, please send them my way, will you? It truly takes a village. And I need help getting the message out that we can be that girl. That girl who lives her unapologetic life. Would you join me in the ripple effect? Look for other places to hang out with me and my tribe in the show notes. Until next time.